0: From the conversation, this is Politics with Michelle Grattan, a podcast where Michelle discusses the issues of the day with the Conversation's politics team. Hi, my name's Amanda Dunn. I'm the politics and society editor for the Conversation, and I'm speaking with Michelle Grattan. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Amanda. Michelle, the economy appears to be slowing and most economists seem to think that inflation has now peaked and hopefully so have the interest rate rises as far as mortgage holders are concerned. What implications does this have for the government and also for Australians who might be struggling with the cost of living?
1: Well, of course, today's uh, national accounts figures were not surprising. They showed that uh, the economy for the June quarter grew only by 0.4%, and that was 2.1% through the year. And uh, we saw that household consumption is cooling. We saw that people are spending less on renovating their houses all predictable given the plethora of interest rate rises that we've had over the past year. The Treasurer said, however, that the economy remains sturdy, but he has warned that it will slow considerably Over the coming months. Nevertheless, he says that we're entering what he called a period of uncertainty in an enviable position. So, I suppose what this means for ordinary people is that probably. We've seen a a peak in the interest rate rises. Some think there could be one more rise in the system later on, but I think in general, it's thought that uh, the next move might well be downwards. But people are going to face a tight situation over the the coming years year or so. And uh, I think that many businesses will be really squeezed and many households will find that while inflation has come off, prices are still very high. And so their grocery bills and uh, other costs, uh, energy costs, for example, are going to be uh, pretty punitive.
0: All right. And Michelle, the Productivity Commission has a new chairperson. Well, that's right, and this is quite unexpected because
1: only in recent weeks we heard of the appointment of Chris Barrett to be the new chairman of the commission, and now he's had a better offer, and he's uh, withdrawn from that position. He's going to be the head of the Victorian Treasury, and so the government has announced Daniel Wood, who's the uh, head of the Grattan Institute, a, a think tank, economic think tank, which puts out a lot of reports and is, uh, I think, very well respected in the economic world. And she'll be the first woman who chairs the Productivity Commission. She's a well-respected economist. Her interests have uh, been particularly in the area of childcare policy, but also she's strong on tax reform. Jim Chalmers has made it clear he wants to get the Productivity Commission moving in a somewhat new direction, although he hasn't really defined in any detail what that direction should be. So it'll be interesting to see what he and Daniel Wood uh, do in terms of the sort of economic inquiries that the commission undertakes in the months ahead.
0: All right, Michelle, and on to Qantas, which has been in the headlines lately for all the wrong reasons, really. Yesterday, its CEO, Alan Joyce, brought forward his retirement by two months, and this was in response to public outcry over the way the airline has treated its passengers. There's also been talk that he's too close to the Albanese government. What's your view? I think that Qantas
1: over the last uh, year or so, perhaps longer, has treated the public with a good deal of disdain. Now, Alan Joyce has been a very high profile CEO. He's uh, been in the media a lot. He's been outspoken on social issues. He appeared just recently with Anthony Albanese talking about The Voice and Qantas was giving uh, travel assistance to the Yes case and painting several of their aircraft with uh, the, the Yes symbol. But I think that in terms of the public, people have really felt that uh, Qantas has not served their interests. Alan Joyce does leave the uh, airline in a good financial position, but Now there's action against it uh, for selling tickets on flights that uh, it had in fact cancelled. People have had incredibly bad experiences, I think, with Qantas on a whole range of fronts. And suddenly this has all bubbled to the surface in the context particularly of uh, the government refusing extra flights in from Qatar Airways. Uh, which would have brought down prices internationally. So you've had this sort of perfect storm of events and discontent about the airline and this feeling that the government
0: does it favours. Have previous governments sought to protect Qantas, Michelle, or is this something reasonably new? I think they have,
1: and we saw that in the pandemic. The Morrison government uh, really accommodated Qantas' needs uh, in in a very generous spirit, and many people thought that Qantas should be giving back some of the largesse that it got during that period, but of course uh, there's no sign of uh, that happening. So I think that what we've seen with Alan Joyce is that whoever's the government He's with it. He's close to it. He's been a very good lobbyist. But eventually that sort of all came
0: back to haunt him and, and his uh, his luck ran out, as it were. All right, Michelle, Anthony Albanese is actually in Indonesia at the moment for ASEAN and he'll then head to the Philippines and followed by India for the G20. What will be the key talking points for him at these meetings and what will be he be hoping to get out of these summits?
1: Well, he's very much now in the summit season, which occurs at this time of year. He will be talking trade, he will be talking security, regional security, and also getting the assessments of other leaders uh, as to how the international outlook is uh, going to unfold in in the coming months and uh, years. And in general, uh, rubbing shoulders with a range of Leaders, I don't think there will be any uh, sort of really big thing come out of this trip, but uh, nevertheless, uh, he will be making and reinforcing contacts with many people.
0: All right, Michelle, terrific to talk with you as always. Thanks very much. Thanks, Amanda. Our theme music is by Blue Dot Sessions. You can find more podcasts from The Conversation on our website at theconversation.com.